Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings, as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at North Point Young Adults and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, podcast world? Welcome to the MPYA podcast. This is Allie. We've got Clay. We've got Nathan. Clay, let me do the intro today. We're switching today. it up today. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Uh, so pumped to be here. Uh, it's going to be an amazing day. It is. Yeah. we. It's a early morning, um, our usual time for podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of traffic per usual. Um, but traffic. Allie, what? Yeah, traffic. Oh, it was brutal. We did. We traffic rode was together great today. For me. Are you serious? Like amazing. Last yesterday afternoon was brutal. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. It's it's that Atlanta life. <laughs> yeah, Clay and I rode to work two times together this week, Aww. and I think that's a record because. We're, a while ago, he left me at work, and we stopped carpooling. <laughs> We're saving some gas money. Uh, uh, yeah, that wasn't on purpose. I uh, just had a place to be and forgot that Allie was at work and needed morning. a ride was home. That before or after Haven? It was before. Yeah. It was way before. So it was before. just me and you. Yeah. I was the only one you forgot. That's it's tough. okay. Did you, like, Uber? Or? No, listen, it's actually kind of a sweet story. <laughs> Clay called me to chat on his way home, which mm. is so... It's so like me. So sweet. Yeah. But I was like, hello. And he was like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, you know, I'm working. What are you doing? And he was like, you know, getting on 285. (laughs) And I was like, "Um, yeah, you're going to need to turn around because you're my ride home. Uh, So it was it was a moment for us. Yeah. At least he called like. Yeah. It's sweet. On the way and not when he got there. Yeah. That's what I kept reminding her as I was driving away without her <laughs> at least i called i was wanting to talk to you though yeah and lucky for you we got to talk all the way home because we wrote yeah. together <laughs> so, true, so true well uh you had a big week last week Allie. i did i was at daytona beach florida with best place on earth t- over two thousand high <laughs> school outer students. <laughs> best what do they always earth? say it's not best place on earth in Outer Banks? Yeah. Paradise on Paradise Earth. Paradise on Earth. That's, yeah, that's Daytona right Daytona. There. Paradise on Earth. <laughs> um, it was a really powerful week. Um, people came to know Jesus. There were some shenanigans as as usual. Um, but it was a really exhausting but very fruitful week at Daytona. Yeah, I love that. Um, what's, what's one highlight? One highlight. Um, gosh, there's so many. I think, you know, the night that everybody gives their life to Jesus and in a huge arena like that. Is that Wednesday Seeing students, yes, Wednesday night, seeing students stand up who have put their faith in Jesus for the first time. I mean, tears. It's because it's so many because it's such a big room with so many people. And so it was really powerful. And the worship was great. Uh, Beach time was great. Did you get in the volleyball tournament? I did not. I um, wanted North Point to win, so I steered clear, yeah. and we still didn't. But we worked. We tried. The dagger. We tried hard, but um, transitioning into what we're talking about mm. this morning, based that was, off 
that was a harsh transition, but I like it. Well, you, I'm going to throw it back to what I was just talking about. <laughs> She's about to show you. Yeah, okay. you're going right. to you're gonna regret what you just this said. Is, uh, this is what happens when you let Allie lead the podcast. Okay, this has gone very well so far in my humble I'm ready opinion. for it. Let's hear it. Uh, there was a song that we sang at Daytona a lot mm. um, called All In. That's good. It's a very hype song. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of jumping, a lot of lights, pretty wild. Um, and based off Nathan's message this past week about being committed to Jesus, right. I want to throw out the question of for young adults and even hearing these high schoolers scream at the top of their lungs, I'm all in, I'm all in, all blah, blah, all in. <laughs> what does all that the, the, all all in. In. What does that mean? What does that look like? Is that possible? Yep. I think that the group, this this trio here, should discuss it. You yeah. know. Yeah. What and why would you want to like? be all in? Like, and why are people not all in? And and we're singing it, but are we doing it? Right. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Totally. Um. So I'm gonna throw out the question to you, gentlemen. What do you think keeps people from actually being all in? completely committed, following after Jesus, making that the, like, priority of their entire life? Why don't people do it? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the main reason is because of all of the pleasures on earth or the things that bring us pleasure, the things that we want to do that maybe um, are not what God wants us to do. And I think we also, as Christians, can get into or potentially get into this perspective that um, it's okay if I do it because there's grace for that. Mm-hmm. Or I can live on like and kind of do my thing and then I'll go to church on Sundays and ask for forgiveness later. Uh, or I think about the question, it, or it's like, should I ask or should I just ask for forgiveness later? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's way easier to live in that mindset or that mode of I can kind of do whatever I want and there's going to be enough grace for that. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I think that's one reason why we may be. Asking for forgiveness rather than permission. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel like grace is kind of an excuse. Yeah. To not actually follow Jesus wholeheartedly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think when you look at what, um, like what Jesus did for us, if you have the wrong mindset going into that, it can be like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me and giving me eternal life. And you've Thanks. paid for my <laughs> sins, and I know that. So this Friday night is kind of like, I'm just going to do my thing, Jesus, mm-hmm. but I know you've paid for it. Right. And then, you know, that mindset can start kind of trickling into every single day. And before you know it, you're just living out of that mindset. It wasn't just a one weekend kind of thing or, you know, this specific trip or Mm -hmm. whatever. It's like, no, this is every day. I'm living out of the mindset of what Jesus has paid for it. Mm. Yeah, I think that's how, like, if we compromise one time, then I think we can start to have, start to compromise in all areas of life. Um, Because once we kind of taste the sin or do the thing that we know we're not supposed to do um, and we come out on the other side okay, then it kind of gives us license to continue doing that. Yeah. Right. Or feel okay. It's like, oh, I'm not 
like I didn't die. Like I'm okay. And <laughs> okay. God still forgave me. It's all right. And yeah. so I can just continue doing that. And I don't necessarily have to go all in. Yeah. Like yeah. I can live my life and I can still have this faith thing over here on the side mm. and use it when I want to or when I need to, but I don't have to be all in. I don't have to use it or like it doesn't have to take up every part of my life or consume me. Yeah. I can kind of keep everything in its own little category, separate it out. Um, and it just works better for yeah. my life that way. Yeah. Because yeah. I can hang out with my friends, go out on Friday night. And then I can also go to church on Sunday and hang out with those friends. And I, I can kind of get it, it. It lets me do everything that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if I go all in, it restricts me, it feels like. Yeah. It's almost like I can't do some things. Um, so I'd rather just have freedom to do everything. Yeah. yeah. The reality is like God's grace is not a license for free sinning. Mm. Yeah. You know, and Paul says Romans 6, 2, uh, 1 and 2 or Romans 6, 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? He says, by no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Yeah. You know, and like those words are heavy. I feel like he would yell by no right, means. Right, yeah. Like in hits totally. like, like a table. It's like, by no means. <laughs> yeah, which I really I mean, I do. think he's kind of saying like it's impossible. Totally. That should be impossible. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, if your mindset is, especially for young adults, like, mm-hmm. hey, it's my 20s, you yeah. know, like, I'll get really all in with Jesus once I get married and have a family. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm going to raise them in church and and start pursuing the things of God more seriously then. But right now, God, like, it's my 20s. It's my yeah. time. Um, but I just think, like, if that is what's driving us, then we need to start questioning the sincerity of our faith. Yeah. And that's hard to wrestle with, but I think it's necessary and essential. Right, because when you truly wrap your head around what Jesus did for you, exactly, it's like, oh my gosh, I think my only appropriate that's response right. is to give everything yeah. to Jesus. When you really understand, like, the the power of the cross, but also the, like, torture he went yeah. through and him still choosing to go to the cross on our behalf, I think the only appropriate response is, like, intense worship and, like, I'll give you everything because yeah. you've given me more than everything. Um, yeah. So it's hard, to, it's hard to take advantage of grace when you sit with the reality. Yeah. And I don't I don't necessarily think it means your faith is necessarily insincere, but I do think it means that you need to sit down and you need to remember. Like you need yeah. to go there because honestly it's really uncomfortable to actually go there and realize the sacrifice of Jesus. Um because grace is pretty uncomfortable for us if we're being honest, um because it's so countercultural. And so I would just challenge whoever is in that mindset of like, no, well, you know, God forgives me, so we're good. It's like, okay, but what is that? Do you really understand what that means? Totally. Because what he did for you, the sacrifice is so heavy that I would just challenge you to sit with it and let it sink in of like what Jesus actually did for you. Because when you kind of wrap your head, I don't know if we can even fully wrap our minds around it, but when you really go there 
your I think your response is your natural response is to give everything yeah. back to Jesus. Yeah, I I've heard a pastor say once that like we need to get a bigger gospel. Mm-hmm. And when we see the gospel as just some um, small act or something, it's like, oh, yes, thank you, Jesus. You can give me access to eternal life. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm going to move on throughout my life. Mm-hmm. But when you see the gospel for what it truly is and sit with, like you were saying, Allie, just the significance of it, that starts to change everything. Yeah. And you can't have an encounter with Jesus in that way and not be changed. Right. You know, and I just think like sitting with the reality that Jesus didn't just come to make bad people good. Mm. He came to make dead people alive. Yeah. And without Christ, we were dead in our sins. You know, like we were going to be separated from God for eternity, dead. And he came to give us eternal life. When you sit with that and really think about the magnitude of that. Everything in your life changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to. <laughs> I think the question then is like, in a normal day-to-day, in my day-to-day yeah. life, yeah. hour by hour, am I just supposed to be constantly remembering? Like, how do I sit with that yeah. all day long? Because uh, I do think even about Second <clears throat> Timothy, what we've been talking about. It's interesting that Paul, in writing to Timothy, over and over again, he uses the word remember. It's mm-hmm. like, this is a key ingredient. This is a core thing that you need to do in your life and take this into your life. Like you need to remember the cross. You need to remember the faith that you had, um, the faith that I um, confirmed in you. Um, And he's saying, I remind you of that. And as I'm reading the scripture and studying it, I see remember and remind over and over again, Mm. almost like we need that constantly. And he's telling his mentee or the person that he's training up, um, remember this because you need it in your life. The question then becomes, as I'm living my life, I've got so many other things going on. I'm in my job. I'm at school. I am hanging out with friends. I'm at the bars. Like, I don't know, whatever you're doing, watching a Braves game, whatever it looks like. How do I keep that on my mind? How do I, how am I actively there, but also remembering what God did and what God said and letting that influence my life? Um, like, do I need to wear a cross on my neck like a wwjd bracelet like get a tattoo like tattoo like how do i keep these things on my mind how do i I remind myself um i don't know it's a interesting tension to think about like yes i see what you're saying like is it enough to just get up and have quiet time remember in the morning and then go live my life or is it i need to do this kind of constantly throughout my day i think this is funny i remember in middle school I resolved uh, to think about God every class period. Like every morning I was like, once a class period, (laughs) I'm going to think about God. Like I don't even know what – I was a I was an (laughs) I was a pastor's kid if you guys haven't picked up on that. Um, Still am. Anyway, I was like every class period, science, English, all of it, I'm going to think about God, I promise. And then I wouldn't. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) I just wouldn't. Yeah. I would forget and I'd get home and I was like – oh, why didn't I just think about God? Like, I'm supposed to think about God all the time. Yeah. Is is your point, like, it's difficult. Yeah. And getting really student ministry here, a big thing we tell students is like, hey, 
put it on your mirror, like Mm -hmm. put a piece of scripture on your mirror and read it every time you're brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. Or hey, when you open, when you go to work and you open your computer, what if the background of your computer was a reminder of what Jesus did and you make yourself read it? Maybe your phone background, like it's a piece of script, like you have to put reminders everywhere you go in order to actually remember it throughout your day. Um, However, I do think the longer you follow Jesus and the more consistent you are in your um, connecting with him every single day, being all in isn't necessarily a conscious effort all the time. And Mm. tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that God and your relationship with God isn't a part of your life, but your whole life is built upon your relationship with God. And so in everything that you're doing, um, when you're going and hanging out with friends, when you're going to the Braves game, when you're cooking dinner, like if you build your life on Christ, it's not even necessarily a conscious effort, but you have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you that the Spirit's going to guide you and lead you. And so it's less of like a, oh, I got to try really, really hard to think about God. It's more of like, this is my life because This isn't compartmentalized. This isn't just a Sunday thing. This is what I've built my life on. And therefore, it's just going to be a way of life. Which I think is beautiful because, I mean, that's the picture of sanctification, of discipleship, of just following Jesus over time, day after day. Mm -hmm. You look back over two, three years or 10 years, or I think about like heroes in my life that have been following Jesus for like 50 years. Mm -hmm. And you can just be like, man, I'm a totally different person than I was before I knew Jesus. And yes, there's intentionality that goes into it, you know. And I do think it's important. Like, you know, we Clay mentioned the quiet time, and like that is so important. Yeah. You know, and I think we gloss over that. Quiet is that okay? (laughs) That's a question I've been wanting. What do you do? Talk out loud. I talk out loud. (laughs) You read your scripture out loud. I pray. I usually have a baby next to me, so she's loud <laughs> yeah is that okay does that Long count life. that's a side. it totally uh, counts <laughs> does it have to be quiet clay says no okay quiet time <laughs> but <laughs> I, I prefer the quiet <laughs> at one point a couple years ago i was going to say this um i kind of got into a point where i was like man i feel like i'm just in this like stuck in this mm-hmm. rut in my faith and i don't know what to do to get out of it i met with my mentor and he he had recommended this book called the gospel primer mm-hmm. and it's like 30 or 31 days of basically preaching the gospel in a different way. And it's like the gospel when thinking about the poor, the gospel when thinking about your career, and the gospel when thinking about your family and all these different things. And kind of the premise behind the book is you should preach the gospel to yourself every day. And I think there really is power in that. Like, yes, we need to have quiet time, you know, walking through Scripture that is discipleship-focused or reading about, you know— stories, narratives in the Old Testament. We can see the character of God through that. But also just remembering the gospel Mm -hmm. every single day because I'm really good at thinking I run my own world. Mm. And if I stray away from that, I can start living out of that. And so just being recentered to, I was once dead in my sins with no hope, and the gospel gave me hope. Yeah. That's good. No, I think back to to that point, like— I was thinking about 2 Corinthians 5, 17 too, 
I've been thinking about. It's been on my mind. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So just thinking back to what you were talking about, I do think when you become a Christian, you become a completely new creation. So there is this aspect of I don't really have to think about it that much. I don't necessarily have to remember or it constantly being on my mind because now I'm just completely changed. I'm different now. I'm new or like, yeah, I'm this new creation. Um, and I'm all in on what he is saying. And I have the spirit living inside of me who's influencing me um, and changing the way that I think. Um, yeah. I have it a, looks like you have something. I have, that, a, yeah. question. I have a question for the group. Yeah. Thinking about, uh-oh, what would you guys even talk about if I didn't have all my questions? Buckle up. Thinking about this idea of going all in. I hear we hear I hear what you're saying. But what would you say to the person who is like, "Hey, I can't." In the sense of like, I'm struggling with this addiction. My life looks mm. like this. Like I'm living this way. There's too much going on. My past looks like this. There's like too much. Maybe I can dabble in a relationship with God, but the idea of being all in is so outside of my reach because of like who I, like the shame and like who I am. And I just don't think I'll ever be able to like that person who's just honestly just stuck in shame of, I can't, like, it's impossible for me. Maybe it's for someone else. Maybe if I'm lucky, I can like once again, go to church and not be je- like the the person that's really struggling in that way. Because I do feel like that's a barrier for a lot of people too. Not just the like I don't want to, but the like, hey, I can't. What would you say to that person? I would say, you're right, you can't. But with the spirit of God living inside of you, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave and rolled the stone away, mm-hmm. that his spirit that comes to live inside of us, Ephesians says, is a seal on our hearts. Like that spirit in you can. And, um, you know, I just think about Paul Mm. and how he hated Christians. He hated the gospel. He was in business to shut down Jesus and his church and his movement And God met him. (laughs) You know, he had killed Christians his entire life. And then he meets Jesus. And I just think about that shame that he had of like, man, I did this thing all wrong. (laughs) I have wasted so many people. My identity is built on this whole thing of killing the Christian faith. I mean, I feel like that this question goes, it's the entire gospel. (laughs) Like Jesus— in his life on earth was constantly pursuing people who weren't living the right way, who were doing the wrong things, who definitely felt shame. Like I think about the woman at the well. Um, She's not living a life according to God, but Jesus pursues her, seeks her out and begins to talk to her and just says, go and sin no more. Um, And so he, I don't know. I, I think he's pursuing those people and I don't think he's, judging them for what they've done. And I don't think you have to, I I feel like the person who's feeling that is putting more shame on themselves than God is putting Mm. shame on. Or, or, I mean, ultimately we know shame is from the devil. Mm. You know, there's an enemy and he hates when we follow after God and pursue him. And, and so like he loves to plant shame on us and we 
become enslaved to that, you know, and those, that's a huge weight. Mm. And so when we feel that, I, I just think deciphering in our mind, hey, this is a lie from Satan and this isn't from God. Yeah. What's the truth and what's a lie? And shame is always a lie. Mm. Um, and just realizing like, I can't do this, but Jesus can. And I have a lot of work to do. You know, you talked about addiction, and there's a lot that goes into that, you right. know, and there's a lot of work, you know, here on earth, <laughs> whether it's uh, therapy or some sort of rehab program or a ton of accountability, all of that. There's going to be a journey for everyone, no matter if it's addiction or whatever that looks like. But that doesn't mean we can't start the journey. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Allie? No, I think I think y'all are right. I think it's the lie of shame and I think it can get a little bit complicated when you throw the label of shame on the idea of conviction um because conviction and shame are very very different. Shame is from the enemy and conviction is you know the Holy Spirit trying to give you lead you into the life of abundance. Yeah. And so I think Starting there, starting with community, starting with courage, because it takes a lot of courage to overcome shame. Um, And it takes you taking a step and whatever that looks like for you. So, yeah, I think I think no one's too far gone because of what Jesus did for them on the cross. And totally. I mean, I think that's just what I would tell them. It's like, hey, you have to start with believing that there's hope for you and there's grace for you and there's love for you, even though what you've been through. And you look at the stories of Jesus. I always think about Zacchaeus because there's a Mm. song in my head at all times about Zacchaeus. Once again, pastor's kid. Um, And thinking about he he betrayed his own people. Like he was the worst. And Jesus was like, I want you. Mm. I want to go to your house. I want you to follow me. Like he, he individually called him out. And that's going to the cross. That's what Jesus does for all of us now. He looks at you and he's like, no, I want you. It doesn't matter. I want you. So I think that's what I would Yeah, and, and I just go back to the idea that Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. Mm-hmm. He came to make dead people alive. And what that does, it levels the playing field. Yeah. There is no, like, I'm worse than you mm-hmm. because of this in my life, and I'm more bad than this other person. They've got some bad, but I'm, like, badder. Mm-hmm. No, we're just dead. <laughs> You're just dead. Like, we were dead in our sins, and that levels the playing field. And God said, I've come to make you alive. Yeah. You know? So my last question for you guys okay. as I um have taken yeah. over. As I <laughs> you have all taken, the questions. I've taken over this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. What hangs in the balance of not going all in? Mm. Like, what— are you going to miss out on? What are you going to miss if you believe these lies, if you fall into the tension of, God will forgive me, I can just like do whatever I want, or like I'm not going to do it because I yeah. feel too much shame. What w- what hangs in the balance of that decision? I think, I heard this recently, I, I think the most miserable person on earth is a lukewarm Christian mm-hmm. because you're you can't enjoy the world enough you know, to really enjoy all that it has to offer, which we know doesn't lead to life. 
because you're trying to kind of live this Jesus thing too, and you can't enjoy the church enough and what Jesus has to offer because you're still trying one foot Mm. in the world. And so it's like you're just in this middle ground, and you're miserable, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And I just think, like, Jesus, what he says, I've come to give you life and life to the full. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and so his mission is not to come make us not enjoy life. Like he's saying, I've come to give you abundant life. And I think about Ephesians 3.20, like, I will do more than all you can ask, think, or imagine in your life. Like, he will blow our minds. Um, Yeah, I just, like, man, uh, I go back to those lyrics in Available, that song by Elevation. At the very end, it says... For the one who gave me life, nothing is a sacrifice. And when we think about that, it's like nothing's a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's the least I could do is lay my life down. And I'm trusting him Mm -hmm. who designed me, by the way, that I am going to live like the most fulfilled life in Mm -hmm. him possible. Yeah, I mean, I think about like what – just in life, what goes well if you're half in and half out of anything? That's mm. so true. Like if I think about a job that yeah. I hate and I kind of want to leave and so one foot is out the door, I'm not going to do very good at that job. Mm-hmm. Like I'm right. not going to be very successful. And you're or, not going to have good days at that you're job. Not be, you're not, yeah. No, you're going to be miserable all the yeah. time. Or, or in a relationship, if I have one foot out the door, I'm kind of thinking maybe this isn't going to work out, then I'm probably not going to be giving that relationship everything that I have or all my attention or trying to please that person as mm-hmm. much as I can. Um, and I think it's the same in our faith. If I am not fully committed, if I'm not all in and I have one foot out the door, it's like, ah, I'm kind of leaning this way. I, I don't know if I want to go all in, then I'm never going to fully commit and grow and get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, That's kind of what I think. I think too... And I I need to hear this myself as someone who's been following Jesus for a long time. God always has more for you. Mm. Because God is infinite and he has infinite goodness. And so the longer you follow him, the more, quote unquote, all in you are. He will continue to take you deeper and deeper and deeper. Like a life following Jesus not only is, you know, the life we're supposed to have, but I think it's the most adventure-filled life. I think it's the most love-filled life. And the longer you follow him, the more you never reach, like, I'm all in and this is all that God has for me. Like, I don't believe you ever reach that because Mm. we serve an infinite God. That's so good. Um, And my pastor in college would always say this, and it's kind of etched into my brain. He's like, I... My my purpose on earth is to lead people into the life that Jesus died for them to live. Mm. Not just the eternity, because we've got that. Totally. But the life that Jesus went to the cross for them to live, mm. um, which is full That's of so good. purpose. It's full of love. It's like, it's an event. It's good. It's yeah. better. It's genuinely better. And that doesn't mean that we won't suffer. That definitely doesn't mean that there won't be pushback from the enemy. Because like you said, the enemy doesn't want us to have that life. Totally. Um, 
And so it's not going to necessarily be easy at all. But at the end of the day, would you rather live for yourself and where there's finite goodness? Or would you rather be all in with God where there's an infinite amount of goodness and an infinite amount of adventure and fun and passion and love? Like, it's just better. It's just, yeah. it's ultimately better because of the good God and the big God that we serve. Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of when you get towards the end of life, whatever that looks like, and you start reflecting back, it's like only what is done for Christ will last. Mm -hmm. And so when you live your life fully devoted to him in whatever way that he leads you in, you look back and you're like, man, that was a life fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I didn't waste it. You know, I think there's a great tragedy of looking back and thinking, I wasted 15 years of my life because of this or whatever. Like, only what is done for Christ will last. That's good. Yeah, I mean, just continuing to think about, yeah, like eternity, because mm. all of this is going to continue into eternity. And th having that reminder constantly on our lives and thinking about that, remembering that it will. Um, yeah. And it will make us live in this life differently yeah. Yeah. and want to be all in. Um, yeah, great, great podcast. Uh, you want to wrap it up, Allie, since um, you are leading this thing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what you got? Every, uh, should I just sing all in? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm because I'm all in. And then everyone jumps around. We're all in. That's, I all, think that's that, what I've got. That great ending. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast. To learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website, northpoint.org slash youngadults. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. See y'all next time.